In our series on marriage, we now turn to Ephesians, the fifth chapter, where Paul says a great deal about this question of marriage. Let me begin by saying that as he starts talking to the wives and tells them in verse 22, 23, and 24 to be subject to their husbands as the church is subject to Jesus Christ, that this was not because Paul was a woman hater as some people have been telling us today. I want to clear Paul's name as we get started. Paul dearly loved women. Paul had not one angry or nasty bone in his body toward women. This whole calumny against the Apostle Paul that has been spread abroad that he was an old weazened bachelor who just couldn't get along with and hated women and so he wrote these things is as far from the picture in the New Testament as anything could be of this apostle. Paul said very wonderful things about women. I haven't time to go into all the passages today, but I challenge you if you don't believe me to look at all of his epistles in which he speaks about individuals by name. Look at some of those passages, for example, in Philippians or in Romans, toward the end of the book in Romans, in those last chapters. And notice how frequently Paul mentions women in a very appreciative and loving manner. And how he incidentally mentions the way that he has worked together with women who have been very supportive of his work and who have identified and recognized in him a, a person who, with whom they could work and instead of somebody of the sort that Paul is charged to be. No, let's get that kind of excuse for not wanting to obey the word of God out of our thinking. And so often that's exactly what it is. And let me say also that when you charge Paul with being a woman hater and so he had this uh, sort of jaundiced view of women and put them in a place of submission or something of that sort, you're not really charging Paul with anything. You're charging the Spirit of God with something because it's not just Paul who's saying these things, but through him the Spirit of God is writing his word to his church. And the Apostle Paul is not just saying these things on his own. He's saying these things by the inspiration and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God who is saying that women are to be subject to their husbands as the church is subject to Jesus Christ. So you're not going to squeeze out of this that way. Well, if we can't go around it and we can't get rid of it, I guess we're going to have to go through it and see what Paul's really talking about here in Ephesians 5, 22, 23, and 24. Let me read it first. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. The husband and the wife are to bear in their marriage a witness to the relationship of Jesus Christ to his church. And in that relationship of Christ to his church, which the marriage should typify, the church is subject to Jesus Christ who is the head. The husband is to represent that headship and the wife 
is to represent that church with her submission toward her husband that the church must have toward Jesus Christ. Notice how he says it. Be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. The church is subject to Christ as the church is subject to Christ so the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. There's no way of getting around those words. In the same way that the church is to be subject to Jesus Christ, a wife is to be subject to her husband. That's what Paul said in no unequivocal terms. But now let me explain something to you if you're beginning to bristle just a little bit from those words and you happen to be a woman out there or a wife out there and you're thinking about what this submission might mean. Submission to a husband is one of the most wonderful things that God has ever provided for a woman. You say, I don't see that. I don't understand how that could be. Well, just relax a little bit. Take your time. We're going to work through this. Both this broadcast and a couple of, of broadcasts yet to come. Let's talk about this matter and see if it isn't really so. Notice in verse 23 of Ephesians 5, that Paul says the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church. She is to be subject to her husband, in other words, because God has ordained her husband to have a headship over her or a leadership over her. Well, you say that doesn't sound too good either, but it's exactly what should sound good to you. You say, I don't see how. Well, let me explain. This headship of the husband over his wife is not some kind of tyrannical headship. It's not an arbitrary headship. It's not any old kind of headship. It is a highly specific kind of headship that we're talking about. Notice again what it says. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church. That's the kind of headship that he's to have over his wife. A headship that is like that headship of Jesus Christ over his church. That headship isn't tyrannical. That headship isn't arbitrary. What is that headship like? Well, in chapter 1 of this same book of Ephesians, we know what that headship is like, and this is what Paul's talking about. In chapter 1, verse 22, we read that God put all things in subjection under Christ's feet and gave Jesus Christ to be head over all things, for the sake of the church, it says literally. Now that's the kind of headship that your husband's been given over you. And you ought to be thoroughly thankful that God made him that kind of a head over you. He's to be a head over you who cares about you in the way that Jesus Christ cares about his church. Christ has been given a leadership, a headship over the entire creation by his ascension to the throne at the right hand of the Father. But in everything he does, in every decision he makes, in every thought that he thinks, in every way that he acts, he does this with his church in view. He is head over all things for the sake of the church. The church is always uppermost in his thoughts. The church is always brought into consideration in every decision. The church is at the point of all of his thinking and all of his acting. That's the kind of headship that your husband has been given over you. A headship that demands of him that he consider you in everything that he does, in every decision that he makes, in every way that he acts. 
That's what headship means, according to the scripture. Now are you so upset about it? Now are you so angry about it? Now do you feel so uh, deeply concerned that you have to submit because this man has a headship? This headship was meant to be a blessing to every wife. It's a headship like the headship of Jesus Christ over his church. One which always focuses upon the good that he can do for his wife. That's the kind of headship that Christ has given to your husband. Why don't you thank God for it and ask God's forgiveness for your nasty rebellion if you had the wrong attitude to begin with? Lord, we're thankful for this arrangement in Christ's name. Amen.